Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Ken Copley continues his unmasking of the great deceiver on today's broadcast. Watchmen on the Wall, we're here each day to bring clarity to the chaos and remind everyone who tunes in that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. We have brand new books and DVDs being released all this month. Check out our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Or you can always request a free copy of our monthly Timely Tools resource catalog. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Online and in the mail, both ways keep you informed and up-to-date on all the new and exciting resources from Watchmen on the Wall. One of those new resources is Ken Copley's book, The Great Deceiver, Unmasking the Lies of Satan. Yesterday, Ken began to lay out the details of how we can battle the devil's lies with God's truth. With more ways to effectively battle the great deceiver, here once again is Ken Copley and Greg Patton. My privilege again today to have Dr. Ken Copley, author of The Great Deceiver, Spiritual Warfare in the World Today, available, of course, here at Southwest Radio Church at swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. You want to get your copy, as many did yesterday. And it's just been a joy to be able to work with Dr. Copley over the years and see the hundreds of people that have been delivered from the enemy in so many ways, demonic bondage. Ken, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. And one thing I ask folks is, hey, if it says give no place and you do, what are the consequences of that? Consequences are bondage. The enemy loves to take advantage of believers. The enemy loves to insert his lies into the heart of believers. The enemy loves to capitalize on the pride in a person's heart. Matter of fact, Satan fell. He was the perfect angel who fell because of pride. And we are never so much like the devil as when we're filled with pride. That's a great point. But I got a problem. I'm a Christian. I understand the Holy Spirit came in. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. He sure did. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like I'm in a bubble around me. I'm protected. you, You might be talking about the devil, but it doesn't affect me. How would you answer that? The answer to that is we are protected by the Holy Spirit as we are walking in truth and walking in fellowship with the Lord. Again, Ephesians says, if we sin, we open a door to the enemy. We give ground to the devil. I used to use the illustration in counseling where I will say, the person, you own a house. Oh yeah, I own a house. I said, suppose you go on a week's vacation. I come in and excavate the backyard, put in a basement, throw up a cheap house, hook up to your phone and electricity and gas, and and I'm living there. You'll come home and you'll say, what am I doing here? I'm saying, I took your ground. I'm living here. I'm in control of this part of your yard. 
I said, what would you do? He said, I'd call the police. I said, absolutely. I said, you've got some ground surrendered in your life where the enemy has a hold. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to call on God. That's right. He's a deliverer. How do we reclaim that surrendered ground? We've done it. Let's say that I got in. And by the way, can we go all the way back to my childhood? Played with Ouija board. Sure. Absolutely. And that's important. Would that somehow carry over into my Christian faith? Could it? It can. Okay. Absolutely. That gives uh, ground to the enemy. Matter of fact, in my own life, my grandmother practiced a form of witchcraft. And when she passed, we began to have increased demonic activity in our home because her spirits, and there were obviously spirits there, went somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that sounds off the wall, but it's true. Mm -hmm. We had to confess the sins of our ancestors, confess the sin of grandmother, having dabbled in the occult and the witchcraft, and that was part of her heritage. She she grew up with that. Mm -hmm. I tried to witness to her over and over again to share Christ, and it was like talking to a brick wall. There was no opening. There was It was impossible to get the truth to her because she was blocked off. I believe the enemy had a hold in her life. She never did accept the Lord. Even when she was in a nursing home and she was in a coma, I would go whisper the gospel to her because I understand maybe the hearing would be the last thing to go. To my knowledge, she never cried out to the Lord for salvation. Probably be wise. Go back Exodus 20 and 5, sins of the father to the third and fourth generation. What would be wrong? And you may not know what's going on back there. Right. Let's say that I'm adopted. I don't know anything about my sure, mom and dad. Sure. Maybe they were Satanists. Sure. Is that possible? And I could have problems when we get right into the family? Is that, that is true because the sins of the fathers are visited to the third and fourth generation. By the way, that's God's mercy because his blessings are poured out on a thousand generations. Amen. But absolutely, those things need to be confessed and ask God to break the power of ancestral sin. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'm sure the radio audience can see that in people's lives. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Just joined us. Author of The Great Deceiver, Dr. Ken Copley, our privilege to have him on Watchman on the Wall today. 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com. It would be a privilege to get that into your hands. We'll get that headed your way. This is a phenomenal book called The Great Deceiver from Southwest Radio Church. Let's draw a line here. What are we talking about reference to how far a demon can go? I'm a Christian. Can I be demon-possessed? Absolutely not, because possession is ownership, and God owns you. He bought you with his blood. You are his child. You are a permanent child of his. However, you can be obsessed. Mm -hmm. If you give enough ground to the enemy, he can highly influence your actions your thoughts, your belief system. Somebody said, well, does a Christian have a demon in them? I don't know where the enemy would be operating from. He might be in a tower out of New York City. I don't know. That doesn't matter. I've got an XM radio in my car, and I don't know where the sound is coming from, but it's sure showing up. Same thing with a believer. We don't need to get tangled up into where is the enemy. We need to get very concerned about what is the enemy saying and what am I believing that's not truth. Here's the nature of deception. When we are deceived, we do not 
know we are deceived until the Holy Spirit through the Word of God opens our heart and mind to the truth. And once we know the truth, then we are no longer deceived. I'll give you an example. Some years ago when my daughter Hannah was born, it would be probably 32 years ago, I had a insurance company. I was paying several hundred dollars a month. It was called the Christian Insurance Company. And I got the nicest card. It was embroidered (laughs) and it shined. And so I went in for her being delivered in the hospital and I laid down the card and I said, I have insurance with the Christian Insurance Company. And I said, that's going to take care of it. Well, lo and behold, I found out that the Christian insurance company was bogus and a very close pastor and friend of mine had gotten caught up in it and he didn't know it was bogus and he recommended it. So all of a sudden I did not have insurance. Now I was deceived that I had insurance until the truth exposed it. And I said, oh my, I don't have insurance. Deception, the power of the enemy is in the lie. And we can see that through our society. I mean, you just take the scriptures and lay down what the scriptures say against what's going on in our culture today. And it's amazing, the deception. That's an interesting point from John eight forty four. He is Satan, the father of lies. I'm writing this in my uh, new book, Invisible War on the Saints. I said, that really is the most powerful tool he has against you, convincing you that that lie is a truth, whatever it is. Would you agree with that? That is absolutely true. His power is in the lie. Mm-hmm. Warfare is simply God's truth opposing Satan's lies. The problem is we don't know many times when we're deceived. For instance, if you have bitterness in your heart towards someone, you've been deceived because God has commanded you to Forgive that person. Let them go. Release them. Turn them over to the Lord. Is it going to be a price? Yeah. You suffer the unjust actions of an unjust person, but you come to freedom in that area because you let go and let God take over that situation. You may believe that it's okay to steal at work a little bit because they're not paying you what you ought to be paid. Well, that's deception. That's a lie. That's saying, uh, God is not providing. Some people don't believe God has got their back. And the Bible says very clearly, if God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, the lies can be replete, and the scriptures are wonderful at exposing the lies of the enemy. Just joined us. You're listening to Dr. Ken Copley talking about his book, The Great Deceiver That Every Household should have in its possession. You will hear or read all about this information in The Great Deceiver, what Dr. Copley and I are talking about today at swrc.com, or you can call 1-800-652-1144 for more information on the book, Great Deceiver by Dr. Ken Copley. Dr. Copley, what's the biggest problem demonic-wise in the church? When we talk about demonic, people think of Ouija boards and Dungeons and Dragons and Satanism and It doesn't affect the church. I would say unbelief, not taking God at his word, not dealing with sin as it is committed, not keeping short accounts with God, not realizing that we have an enemy who has power in a person's life and that we are in a battle. And when we do not realize we're in a battle, we're still in the battle. 
And the very nature of deception is that we do not know that we've been deceived. And if it's not exposed as an enemy that we are up against on a daily basis, it's not going to go anywhere. Two of the problems I talk about in my book are unforgiveness and bitterness. Have you dealt with that? Very much so. The young lady came to me one day and she said she was exceedingly bitter against her father because as a child, actually it was her stepfather, her mother worked nights and uh, when the stepfather came into the home, he sexually abused her on a regular basis. And she said to me, she said, uh, if I could, I would take a 12-gauge shotgun and blow his head off. The problem is I have a 10-year-old daughter, and if I kill stepfather, I go to prison, and the daughter goes into foster home and perhaps goes through the same hell I went through, unquote. And so as we talked, I said, we need to look at scriptural forgiveness. And she said, how in the world could I ever forgive such a thing? I said, the Holy Spirit of the living God can do it through you as you cooperate with him. And I watched as she sat there and shook and fought with God and fought with the enemy for probably 20 minutes. Then exhausted, she prayed something like this, Father in heaven, I forgive, and she named him, for all of these horrible things he did to me. And then she said, I release him to your wise justice. I ask you to cut the tie between myself and my stepfather, and I will not bring this offense up again. And all of a sudden she had peace. And I remember very distinctly, my mom and dad were visiting at that time. And the next day she walked up to my mom and dad at a table where we were eating. And she said, I got to tell you, I just found peace for the first time in 20 years. Wow. The Great Deceiver, that's his book. And boy, it is worth it, my friend, to get a hold of a copy of this valuable resource at swrc.com. 1-800-652-1144. Dr. Copley, some people say, why are you guys doing this? I was accused, and one of the toughest things ever said about me was internationally known university president who said, Greg, you're an opportunist, and you're a charlatan for going down this road and, and scaring people and trying to bring things that are really not biblical. It was really hard for me to handle that because I know my heart. I think I know your heart. And most of the other men that I've ever talked with working in this area, you just want to help people. Why, why would we be accused of being opportunists and charlatans and all of that? It's really interesting as you um, wade into the field of warfare from a leadership position, it brings out the critics. And probably part of it is just an ignorance of the scriptures concerning the enemy. I have found that those who were most critical of me sometimes would reach out to me because they most needed help. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of the reasons. I think it's a subject that people love to ignore. Matter of fact, I remember in Bible college, I sat next to a gal in chapel, and she said to me, I started to write a paper on Satan, and I've never come under such attack in my life. So she said, quote, unquote, I will never broach this subject again. 
I can't count the number of times that I've encountered something very similar. I remember one of my deacon's wives. I remember a former associate pastor's wife here at the cross saying, hey, every time I serve God, things just go very bad in my life, from bad to worse. Why do I want to do? That's it. The closer you get to God, the more trouble you're going to have. You've encountered it. I know several men of God who've encountered some horrendous things, and I think all of it is to stop you in your tracks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the enemy's going to shut us up any way he can, and yet God has told us to speak up, and I believe we have to obey him. I did not choose this path, believe me. Amen. (laughs) Let's just do a basic here. Where would we start? Let's say I I may have some problems. There's some things going on. I know some of the history of my grandfather, my, my father. And by the way, before we go there, it was interesting what you had to say. I had a church here locally in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that attacked us in an unbelievable fashion until one of the deacon's teenagers had some horrible things happening. And I got a call at 11 o'clock at night. It just shocked me from that very same church and the deacon board asking me to come and help in the middle of the night. So trouble ain't trouble till it hits me. Until you And you don't need me until you need That's me. That's exactly right. Matter of fact, you may remember there was a pastor that did a series of tapes against you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awful. I thought, what have I done? I, yeah, that's when I wrote First Root Awakening. I thought, wait a minute. I'm doing my thing. You do yours. I'm trying to help people. Why would you attack me? And then later, if you remember, that pastor had someone that was under demonic influence in their church, and they sent them to me. Yes, that's (laughs) correct. Yes. So let's go back there. Where would I start? I might have some problems. Uh, Maybe my father was bad. My grandfather was really bad. And I had smoking problems, alcohol problems, sexual problems, etc. Where would I start? I just want a clean house. I want to be able to serve the Lord. Absolutely. I would start by saying, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to cleanse me of ancestral iniquities and of adultery and smoking and abuse of alcohol and cheating and lying Amen. and sometimes even murder. Yes. God, just cleanse me and break the tie between me and my ancestors and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't have all the answers, do you? No. No, <laughs> not. I was was a little shocked recently. You and I were going to to help. And by the way, both of us have helped pastors, their wives, their children, missionary, their wives, their children, lay people, Christian school leaders. I know you have, and uh, I could give you a long list of those that I have helped. But you and I recently dealt with a teenager, and I was just kind of dumbfounded. And I think you were as well, how that thing just kind of stopped on us. And and could you explain what happened there? Because I thought we were really going to do a job and help this gal get out of some demonic bondage. What do you think happened there? A number of things happened. Number one, um, her father had a God in his life. It was called ministry. Oh, boy. Is that possible? Absolutely, it's possible. We have to watch what we worship. We better be careful not to worship our job, our physical attractiveness, our intellect, Mm -hmm. our children, degrees. By the way, we can die by degrees. (laughs) We have to be careful of God's in our lives. And then she had sat down and convinced herself that she had a chemical problem. And 
her parents were shaking their head, no, 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 we've had all the testing possible. And she just said all the things in her life she had no control over. She's going to live with them. She decided she didn't want to do anything about them, and she wasn't going to go anywhere. How would we have gotten victory there? I mean, it ended. Basically, the dad took off on us. We didn't have time to, to finish that. I think we could have gotten somewhere. We could have, I believe, but I couldn't get an ear, and I think really dad stopped us from going any further. Isn't that amazing? It is. Threw, threw up a, a wall. So Bible talks about strongholds. What's a stronghold? A stronghold, very simply, is a hold that is strong. It is a base of operation, a base of influence. And that can happen because the Bible talks about we can have strongholds in our lives. The building blocks of strongholds are lies, mm. demonic lies. So again, let me kind of reiterate here exactly where we're going as far as I need some help. So I'm going to maybe search me, oh God, and know my heart. Try Absolutely. me and know my Absolutely. See, see what so you're really asking. It's not you doing a searching. You're asking no, the Holy Spirit to right. do it because you and I can hide things. Matter of fact, I would say um, the Father in Heaven bring to Brother Patton's yep. conscious mind yep. that which the enemy is using against him. Matter of fact, I was doing that, doing some praying last night, and this is really interesting. I was saying, God, is there something you want me to deal with tonight? He brought up to my conscious mind that he basically said, you are not treating and praying for our leaders in the nation as you ought. Mm. I said, guilty as charged. Oh, my. (laughs) I said, I need to respect the office and pray for the people in that position of authority. And I believe if the Church of Jesus Christ went to their knees and cried out to God, there would be some major things happen in our nation. But I don't hear a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in essence, basically, I think we make it rather difficult. We make it sound rather difficult oftentimes that, boy, you've just got bondage. There's just no way out. I don't think it's that difficult. I think you have to just get down to basics with God. We have a sin list that we start with and have people go through, sure. and numbers of things are listed there. And oftentimes, we don't have to go any further. I helped uh-uh. the pastor's wife in St. Louis. She looked 20 years younger after she'd gone through that sin list two and a half hours, and we never had another problem. Absolutely. And I think that's important. I would say with some people where they've been deep into sin for many, many years, I call it like peeling an onion. God will deal with them as to how he wants to deal with them in that moment. And then later on, he'll bring other things up that need to be dealt with. God's desire is that we walk in the spirit and we walk in fellowship and unity and harmony with himself. That's his desire. Satan desires that we walk in bondage and be separated from God in fellowship and harmony and not do God's will. Matter of fact, there's a verse of scripture that says that some are taken captive by him to do his will. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a quick... Two sessions. I mean, we've already said before we started, we could go hours. What are we going to talk about? So much is available in Dr. Copley's book called The Great Deceiver, available at Southwest Radio Church, swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. Let the operator know I want a copy of Dr. Copley's book. I'm wondering, just you and I, 
pastors be able to help people, or can anyone do this? Anyone can do this, really? absolutely, positively. Matter of fact, I think we're responsible to help others. You and I have been talking about maybe doing some seminars here in Fort Wayne or around the country mm-hmm. and helping some people out and kind of going through some steps on what we can do, how to get there. I would love to do that. Oh, I know absolutely. you would. I would. Anything else you want to add before we close out today's program? And again, so grateful that you'd come on board and your experience. You're not a spring chicken any longer. You've been around. You've, <laughs> you've got the gray hairs, yeah, the do. Bible said, to go to. I've witnessed you time and time and time again see people delivered. It's been a thrill to be in your counseling sessions and watch great victory in Jesus as you yield to the Holy Spirit and let him guide and direct you. I've just been amazed, Doc. I'll say this, our hope is in the Lord who gave himself for us, and he wants us to walk in freedom. He came to heal the brokenhearted and set the captive free. And you can be a winner, my friend, every time you follow the Lord and some of the instruction you've heard these last two days, some of the advice, some of the stories. Dr. Copley and I have a few hundred together that we could continue to share in this broadcast how people of all ages have been delivered. Once again, the book is The Great Deceiver. I would encourage you to get a copy as soon as possible swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. Oh, and lest I forget, wanted to share that Dr. Hopper, you and I will be doing eight-minute segments throughout the new year, 2023, Steps to Freedom for People, how to get out of some of this stuff we've gotten involved in in our walk with God. The enemy, he's after us. How to be set free, we'll be talking about during those programs. And once again, from Watchmen on the Wall here at Southwest Radio Church, I'm Greg Patton. And Dr. Copley, may I say again, thank you so very much for sharing what God's put upon your heart. It's been my privilege. Make sure you get a copy of the complete two-day conversation with Dr. Kenneth Copley on The Great Deceiver. It's available today on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. As believers, we are engaged in a huge conflict, battling the devil's lies with God's truth. Whether we realize it or not, we're in the midst of a mighty end-time battle. Warfare is real. The Great Deceiver, Unmasking the Lies of Satan by Ken Copley, is a book that will open eyes to the work of the enemy in today's world. Ken has extensive experience in warfare counseling and, with this book, is here to offer Bible-based help for combating the Great Deceiver. Order this outstanding book, The Great Deceiver by Ken Copley, today when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. Order copies for your friends and family, 1-800-652-1144. You can also order this outstanding book at our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. And when you contact us and order The Great Deceiver, make sure you ask about how you can receive free shipping. 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com.
Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Don't miss a moment of Watchmen on the Wall. Download our SWRC mobile app or subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries. It's supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com.